0: so, start looking in the right place with LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin slash people today
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Sisters, Jesse Katz here,
2: Dara Ol over here.
1: and uh, I don't I, we shouldn't even waste we don't any don't time. Oh, yeah, it's too much uh, to have. A member of Destiny's Child on Soul Sisters <sighs> oh. is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I think start? I recapped more details, like tiny
2: little details from this podcast than ever before. Yeah. Like with your friends and family, I was like, and then
1: this. I and was beaming this after moment. this one. yeah, Because Kelly Rowland is who we're talking mm-hmm. about. She was just so present and talked about all the things that we could have ever wanted her to talk about and share and she was passionate and at one point like she apologizes for going on for so long and we're both just like no 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 no, like please never stop like what yeah please yeah yeah yeah. like I was speechless at that point I could have listened to her Mm -hmm. forever she's so cool she's so lovely So, so lovely really wise um she's like grappling with a lot of important difficult topics in her music and in her life raising a son and just trying to navigate the political climate that we live in and racial climate that we live in and uh, and we went all
2: those places we went all those places yeah. and she went all those places we hardly even had to go there she was
1: yeah she's ready and you are know in a situation like that like how much can we ask about Beyonce? What What's the reaction when we bring up Beyonce? Cause, like we don't want to annoy her and we have enough to talk to her about about herself. But like we want to talk about right. everybody. And she was more She's than happy just, to tell us amazing things and like funny stories about Solange like growing up around them. And right. Awesome. The whole gamut. She's so like so funny. And articulate and thoughtful. And yeah. And she wrote a book about motherhood and the. Whoa, baby. The devastation that it wreaks upon your body. <laughs> The it's untold the stories shit. of
2: postpartum body, yeah,
1: image, yeah, or body issues, yeah, um, yeah. It was super oh, cool. She's awesome. Okay, so mm. you guys don't want to hear us. You want to hear Kelly, <laughs> and uh, here she is. Um, yeah, and you you have some serious Billboard history. Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay, so Billboard was like
3: <laughs> one of the first lessons I got uh, from Destiny's Child's manager way, way back in the day. I remember. Uh, being taught about billboard and you know what it is like how cool it is and yeah you know what i mean like totally. to understand like the bullets and you've moved up this high greatest gainer you know all of yeah. that and and Top i learned charts. really early yeah
1: i mean i've worked here for a little bit now and i'm still understanding how the charts work it's a very complicated system but I know, I think after this podcast, my colleague Trevor Anderson in the Charts Department is going to come over here with his number ones book because you have five entries in that book so cool. that he wants you to sign for him. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. It's a, it's a pretty high distinction. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're in very rare company up there. Thank you. Yeah. Very, very do you remember all of those number ones? Like, do you remember? <laughs> yeah, do you know
2: what they are? Finding that,
1: yeah, we're well, <laughs> that. Can no, you name I them? Don't. I, I don't, <laughs> I can't name them. That's really bad.
2: I need to. There's four with Destiny's hmm And one is In
1: here, the song with Nelly. With, Nally. with Nally. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Not <laughs> bad, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I feel like you've had such a, a varied career with so many phases and so many accomplishments that if I do the math in my head, I feel like you should be in your fifties. But you're, you're around no. the same age as us, so it's I mean, like that's very when we intimidating. Start to feel like, oh man, I know it's always <laughs> hard to do that with somebody. You're like, right, especially well, when they start diversifying. So much. They got a like big head start on me, right? No, <laughs> they just like did a lot really fast. Although you started very young, yes, right? Yes, like yes. when did music start for you? Or what do? what's your earliest memory? When I was five. Yeah. It
3: was my first solo at church, and it was like, I remember standing on that chair because I wasn't, of course, tall enough. Uh And um, how great it was, how great it was to be up there and to be able to sing for people and how good I felt and how I knew that that was was something that I wanted to do. You had a solo in church at five years old? Yes. That's impressive. Yeah, what song? Do you remember? Um, It was a very simple little gospel song. I want to walk. And talk with Jesus is gospel. <laughs> yeah. but I'm, I did that voice because that's how I sound. When I was a kid, like nasal. Uh-huh. And, you know, it was, it was really, really cute though. When I think back
1: at it, yeah. And you remember getting a good response in the church that encouraged you. Yes. Yeah. Well, they were they were very encouraging. Yeah. Sang baby.
3: <laughs> you know, somebody's mama back there going, "Yes, this us le- sing the dress. Sing with your little dress song.
1: Sang baby." So it was that <laughs> that so made me feel comfortable,
3: super encouraged.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Were there any musicians in your family? No. Did you up around it at all no no okay. i
3: think my aunt said she sang and um uh, but she likes saying like with her her friends you know what i mean but no i was the first one in the family to to do it yeah and, and did it translate into school too were you were there plays it musicals did. yes yeah? yes it was musicals and i remember being so excited and wanting to be so well prepared for them <laughs> i would rehearse everything till i just i knew it backwards you know what i mean so
1: yeah yeah Um and so like you were with your mother like when you got into your later childhood years Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um was she encouraging you in your singing and super encouraging was she talking to you about it as a potential career like when did it become something in your mind that you could what do you even think about then
2: Star Search like what's this
3: if you want if you're a kid and you're so talented what do you think you could possibly do well I mean we just wanted to sing and we wanted to sing together and we wanted yeah. to sound good together and we wanted it to be tight and right, we, you know, tight. That's such a 90s, <laughs> but, um, but, um, you know, we just, we were looking up to groups like TLC yeah. and in Vogue and the Supremes and studying their tapes and, you know, things like that. So we wanted we wanted our own dose of success, but like they'd opened, you know, the doors for us to come through, so. Yeah.
1: yeah, wow. And when did you, and why did you link up with the Knowles family? Um, you mean uh, professionally or just like pers- personally? Like personally, it was personal first, yeah, it was right? Pers-
3: well, it was actually business first, like me oh, and, was the, it? Me and uh, B tried out for the, well, she was already in the group and then I got in the group and, you know, from there, I remember we went on Star Search, lost Star Search and then we started to get focused again. And once we got focused, my mom was a nanny. Her job didn't allow her any, like, just, oh, you can just up and take her to rehearsals right. and things like that. She yeah. had to be with the family that she worked for. Uh-huh. So it was in my best interest in order to get the songs and the dance routines and things like that. I stayed at their house, in B's house, for a summer. Uh, a okay. summer turned into years. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I felt like in that time, like, I, you know, gained this new family. And that's yeah. what we are to this day. Yeah.
1: Wow. Was your mom living with that family?
3: No. she. Okay. We you know, she had her she own place. long hours. Yeah. So you and were in the home. same town? Yeah, Where absolutely same town. Same okay. town. And the most interesting thing about it was, you know, we were able to always see each other as soon as she was off, whether it was just in time to come and tuck me into bed or we hung out over on weekends and yeah. things like that. Like, you know. But That's you must nice. have felt like a professional person. I did. At that time. I did. <laughs> so you've,
2: you have been doing this as a career since. So, so what was that? 12? Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's yes. crazy. Yeah. Do you feel like you got to have a childhood? Of course. <laughs> Actually, they made
3: sure. To, Tina and my mom, they made sure that we had a childhood. We were like at World on the weekends yeah. and, you know, <laughs> hanging out with our friends, you know, and going like having slumber parties yeah. and things like that. Yeah, definitely had yeah, a childhood.
2: Given the extreme success and like the stages that you were on so early, it seems like you guys had a pretty well adjusted time. Yeah. Like, we relatively, did. yeah. We
3: did. I mean, I, I must admit, like, you know, once. Once I can't speak for anybody else, but once I grew up and like was out of the house and I was 21... Uh-huh. It was real turn-up time, <laughs> but I still had yeah. to, you know, I still had to make sure, like, I was responsible, and and I was, that was very important to me, actually. We were taught that at a very young age, because mm. Solange was coming up under us, so we had to be good role models for her. Yeah. So that's what we always heard, and I think it was ingrained <laughs> in our brains, so you we couldn't, or had no time, and had crazy enough parents that they would come and wring our necks. It didn't matter how old we were, they would yeah. whip us in public. If yeah, you had good had
1: to, parents yeah. like good
3: role models yeah, we for that
1: i was wondering if solange was like the annoying little sister who was hanging on when you guys <laughs> no, were young back then. I, no i remember early early
3: on like before dc came out and we were like you know getting um new girls for the group it was me And uh, B, of course, in the group. And Mm -hmm. we had to find, me, B, and Latavia. And we had to find one more person. And these girls auditioned. And I remember Solange sitting there. And this one girl came in. She sound terrible. (laughs) And Solange, you see her little face in the camera look at the girl. And look at us and look at the girl. And then look up at her and go, Mm -mm. (laughs) Like this is not gonna work she's always had that you know a part of her just that spirit like and i just i love that about her it's one of the qualities of her i I really am i'm I'm impressed always
1: yeah what do you think about what she's doing now
3: i think that it's always been there everybody's just finally taking notice totally yeah i know but the
1: music's so good no the
3: music's just on another level i I think what i love the most about Hearing her talk, Mm -hmm. um, you know, briefly about the record and passing what she said, I finally feel like I I have something to say. And when she said that, it rang so loud in my ear because, you know, sometimes you just put together a record just to put together a record because people expect it from you. But if you have nothing to say behind it, then you're not the the w- one of the greatest you know what i mean yeah. you're you're not paul mccartney you're not stevie wonder you're not marvin gaye you're uh-huh. not you know what i mean like yeah. the beatles you're not these people who really are you're not outcasts you right. know what i mean like right. they have something you're not kendrick lamar with right. this new record i know he's about oh to drop God. something crazy on our head oh my God. but you know what i mean you have to have something to say so it actually i kept that kept ringing in my head for my new record and because i was just about to record and i said i want to have something to say And I thought about it, I was recording, and I finally have my message. And that's the best feeling in the world. And it feels like the beginning, it makes you feel like the beginning again. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember when Destiny's Child locked in on the writings on the wall as a sound. Uh And I was like, that's mine. It's such a good feeling to know that that sound just sounds like you. Yeah. You know? So. So, when's
1: the last time you felt like this?
3: Woo. when i did motivation okay when i did when love takes over with david i knew nothing nobody had anything that sound like that that mm-hmm. hadn't been done in a very long time you yeah. know soul with dance like mm-hmm. to that magnitude it felt like something bigger than me and it proved itself when it was number one and more than what 15 countries so yeah like it's yeah. it's a blessing to have that moment right and to feel that again Yay!
2: yes amazing <laughs> yes so is it a combination of is it motherhood is it the times we're, we're in yes. like what
3: got you to that place well so exactly what you said motherhood and feeling the responsibilities for my for me for my son to see me be bold yeah you know what i mean i think that that's what it takes that's what all those artists i mentioned earlier did mm-hmm. like they were bold in their sound and you know just felt like i have to be true to me and yeah. i have to be true to lyric i have to be true to what's going on around me and not pretend like it's you know it's not happening right. it's happening and it's right before my eyes i'm raising a black in America and making sure that, you know, he knows who he is before he leaves the house. Like, mm-hmm. we have a great surrounding of people. I got my girlfriends who are supportive. I'm supporting other women. Like, all these different things and issues that are happening right now are real and they're right before us. We're supposed to hear it in music because when it's in music, it, it affects us in a way every day the way D.C. did with independent women. Yep. I'll never forget performing... Sorry, I'm um, This is amazing. Here. But I'll never forget um, performing in um uh, in the Middle East and doing <laughs> doing Independent Women and Survivor and we were so <laughs> so r- ramped up about it because of like, you know, what was going on over there at that time and the women, you know, ba- basically, we, we were told that they were told to be quiet and, yeah. you know, to just be women. You know what I mean? And we were mad. Oh, oh <laughs> so we performed that song with so much vigor and passion and we were just, almost, it was crazy we were like I was like are you tired because I'm tired
1: <laughs> like completely
3: out of breath but that's what music is supposed to be and, yeah. and I think that's why I'm so excited about the new record because it's just amped me up
1: wait oh so my what's God. the status on the new that's record amazing.
3: I um I mean I have to finish it yeah but, okay. um, I have to finish it but I've called on some really great people to help me I don't want to say yet yeah but I've called on some really great people because I knew that it was um lyrically I just wanted to say some things that had wit and um but humor at the same time i think that's what i love the most about like watch the throne mm-hmm. like i wanted to have lyrical lyrical form in some ways in, in some songs like the way jay delivers like i just love how it is it's yeah. just you know what i mean it right. it, pr- it pushes and provokes thought in conversation and I love that. Uh-huh. And yeah. as far
1: as message goes, can you articulate a particular message on that? Um, album?
3: one I remember the day that the uh, the women's march happened. Yeah. And I remember, Did you know, mar- I was out of t- I was actually on a plane and coming back to the okay. studio, so I missed the march in LA. Uh-huh. And I remember um them trying to make space for me as well. It was so many people mm-hmm. in LA. It was like it's like cr- 800,000 yep. people or something crazy. And um I came in, I came in too late to join. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, um, I got in the studio that evening and I was so amped up and the producers just laughing at me going, Kel, it's okay, you have to calm down <laughs> and I was like writing everything down and like I was I was thinking about uh my recent uh trip to the African American history of museum and culture mm-hmm. and there was there were women on money. Did y'all know that when we were on money? No. And how, after all these years, are we Wait, just not where? on money yeah, anymore? Yes, go to the museum. <laughs> I'm telling you, we were on money. And I was looking at all this money that women are on. And I'm like, oh, no, how the hell we get off of there? Like, you know when what I mean? We that? we make That's the world. In this country? In this country. We make the world go around, too. And in other countries. So it was I mean, just. Sacagawea,
1: right? Yeah, right? It was, like it was
3: just really incredible to to see because i've never seen that before so how crazy is it that that was just erased you know from our our memory no no one really knows about it but that museum is incredible in itself so i I literally walked through there and that's what inspired even more thought of the record i called Uh the producer and the writers um who are helping me pull it together i kept calling them and like sending them different messages because i was just fed i was just being fed and inspired so much Mm -hmm. well
2: it's interesting i feel like it probably is going in a different direction Given the election, you know, yeah. and, oh. and so that must be weird. But. It is
3: because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's so funny because now we have a very outspoken president, you know what I mean? And he just has this. I guess he thinks it's, it's playtime. You know what I mean. When it comes to just taking time out for Twitter, when there are way bigger issues, pressing mm-hmm. issues, like when I'm really busy, I have no time for Instagram, and I love Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean. And I love Snapchat, but I have no time in that moment because I'm too busy being creative or too busy talking to people. Do You know what I mean. You, yep. you you must have a lot of things to do running the country and all. You, but would, you would you would think. think. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. But I mean, for for me, you know, I just I said, you know, I want to really approach this in a smart way. To where I I get my point across. To where it's not angry. Right. I think that's another thing. You know, people have yeah. so many things that they're passionate about, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you can't approach it with anger. You right. have to be slow to anger. Because that's what's
1: divisive. Absolutely. And then people will tune you out immediately. Absolutely. And those are the people that you need to reach. Absolutely. Yeah. And
3: that's I think that's what's wrong with a lot of people nowadays. They're just angry. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So you, I think it's it's already enough. Um, um, mental illnesses in our country. I think that's another thing that we need to address. You know what I mean? It's a lot of yeah. people that don't know where to put all these different feelings. Like, I talk about that. I talk about so many different things. I I sound like a modern, I don't want to say, ah, say it say it um, no it's definitely the modern woman yeah, yeah. it's a modern woman record mhm yeah
2: and i think now there's a there can be a new understanding of that or a, or a, a new place of understanding mm-hmm. for that yeah what that yeah. means yeah I mean, so many different I, places I re- now i really yeah. wanted to ask you about um, the kendrick song humble yeah. because it's inc- <laughs> it's how fucking great is that song? It's, uh. and I, yeah and i saw that you posted about it yes <laughs> yes and talk about there's so much controversy and the idea that yes we can we can there's there's a slippery slope with wanting to promote the right things you know be stand for the right things and that there's almost a way that we can go too far so I wonder your feeling on you know uh, Kim Carter Carter Kim what's her the do you know about this controversy Ooh. the the model who's in the video. Uh-huh.
0: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: Model and then the non-Photoshop version of her, there's controversy about her not being black enough
3: oh my god
2: and then there's controversy about his lyrics about um you know if you if you know, be photoshopped or don't be photoshopped i'm still gonna fuck you on the couch and that that's misogynist so there's like him he's being accused of misogyny and also like not not promoting black enough you know and and she's 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 not a si- she's only she's probably only a size eight she's not bigger and her her naked ass is like not whatever So I just find that the fact that there's conversation that's talking about that, that he's not doing enough or that I don't know where you stand on like.
3: I don't think you can win. No, (laughs) you You just can't win. I mean, here he is praising. I I, I can understand everybody's side to be completely, completely honest with you. First of all, I love the fact that he brought light to it. No one has brought light to it. If you watch every other hip-hop video, like I remember even, I, I'm a chocolate girl. I remember watching like certain hip-hop videos and I'd be like, why they got all light-skinned girls in there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, I remember feeling like that and then you see videos where they have just a plethora of different women. You know what I mean? It was already enough light-skinned, dark skin back in the day. No need to bring that stuff to the future. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. enough of that. Right. So how about, all women women from all walks of life that's one right. um two just the fact that he's saying it in a lyric
2: mm-hmm. you know what
3: i mean and to me that's that 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 gave me freedom i was showing my ass on the beach right. the next day <laughs> the same day i i felt comfortable enough and i remember i was like oh my god cuz i didn't see the pap i was in um um australia and i didn't see the pap till we were walking up i said oh all oh, my <laughs> ass is out and i was like Okay, but I'm. Compl- Kendrick said it was fine. He, <laughs> he said it was fine. Was, I have stretch marks. He said it was fine, and I literally felt comfortable. And I, I remember I called, I called my publicist and was like, "Um, so tomorrow,
1: <laughs> get ready is, for this. Get yeah, ready. It's it's, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's completely something different right now." And she was like, "Oh, girl, please, it's it's fine," and and it made me feel it made me feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I must say, for me, that lyric made me feel comfortable. And when I saw the girl, her butt is bigger than mine. And it was a beautiful butt. Mm-hmm. and it looks like mine mm-hmm. and that's what made me comfortable so right. I, I think that like digging into everything you know you could pick it with a fine tooth, co- tooth comb if you want to totally. but what's the reason
1: yeah I know I worry sometimes that we're too reticent to recognize our allies like yeah. Yeah. like when you were talking about how outspoken Trump is mm-hmm. um I, I thought to say something about how the the positive thing that ha- that has come out of this is that people are paying more attention and we're like cued into issues more and we're finding each other more but then I know a lot of people responded to that point of view saying oh it must be so nice to be so privileged that you can be like oh it's great to have this terrible president because it's like making people pay attention and you really can't win sometimes No, you
3: really really can't win I I mean to me Obama just goes down in history as being one of the most compassionate uh, presidents we will ever have Mm -hmm. you know so For me, just think about the way every other country is looking at the United States of America. Like, I I remember as soon. I can't. Because it literally makes you sick to your stomach. You know what I mean? And you're thinking for as many people that thought that he would be a great president, it's people who felt like he wouldn't. You know right. what I mean, and and um, it's it's everybody's opinion, and you know we could break the whole thing down, but like if we just looked at that as an outsider looking in, that that you would think that was your preference, that yeah. was our preference, right. and everybody this complete- this could not be more. Right. I don't want to use that for word me. either, but it could be more different. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. It couldn't be more different. And um it's just it's really it's it's really crazy. I think you can't please anybody, but I do think that it's important to voice your opinion, but don't have any fueled anger behind it. Yeah. You have to realize that there's light at the end of the tunnel. You have to realize that we're part of change. And I know that it gets frustrating because there's so many conspiracy theories and there's different people, you're like, Well, that person is definitely not for me and this and that. You could actually be the next person to change that. I met right. so many people in office when I go to DC mm-hmm. and I'm able to meet all these different amazing people who are working tirelessly with bills and things that they're trying to like change in the white house and like they aren't being heard as well yeah think about how frustrated they are think yeah. about how they have to go there every single day and put their passion and the things that they have like thoughts and ideas on the line and you might be getting the boot every single day but they go in there mm-hmm. with vigor with with uh, determination and boldness it takes a lot of bold and courage to go in there every single day and and I know that there's a support system in there but that would be tough to me Mm -hmm. yeah
1: totally Um, I want to ask you about the responsibility of bringing up a son now (laughs) Uh, just gender alone because like I have a lot of friends who are pregnant have had sons or thinking about having children and worry about that particular issue of like how do you raise a man to be the kind of man that women need in this world today. You know, it's like when they find out they're gonna have a boy, it's like, oh shit, I'm having a boy. (laughs) It has to be the right kind of guy, you know? He has to be a feminist. He has to be like woke to all this shit, you know? It's like, it's a lot of responsibility.
3: It is a lot of responsibility. As a matter of fact, um, I actually mentioned this in my my book, Well Baby, like as soon as I found out I was raising a son, I just wept. I I wept so much because I remember thinking, what was it, like a year or two before that we lost Trayvon? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, and I realized why I was weeping. I realized why I was weeping, because if I'm carrying my child, imagine what it's like to have a son, to watch him grow. And I think about how much, how close our bond is now. You can't even wrap that around your head because it would just completely, your heart would pour out of yourself. And for me, it was overwhelming. And I remember praying in that moment. I remember talking to uh, my sisters in that moment. I remember writing down the kind of mother I wanted to be. I remember uh, writing down the type of son I wanted to raise, how I was going oh. to raise him, what kind of people I would surround him with, um, um, what, I, what my goals for him, mm-hmm. but making sure there was like more space on the paper for all of his goals, because I didn't want to <laughs> be that parent either. Yeah. So it was, it, it's, it's so, you learn every day. You know what I mean, but I always surround him with you know good men, good women mm-hmm. from different t- t- walks of life, different perspective, different opinions, different sexuality preferences. I don't care what it is, and anything that he like might look at me and wonder, we explain everything to him. Yeah, that's great. And whenever he asks me a question, of if when well when he is talking in English, whenever he's asking <laughs> me questions about something, I'm gonna give him a clear answer yeah. because that's what he deserves. He's a little
1: human, right? How old is he now? Two. Two okay so the the questions aren't too complex at this point no it's usually like
3: uh well they're all in spanish he's learning spanish oh really oh is that yeah. what you meant by in english yeah he's, oh i think meant as like opposed to like baby talk yeah. well that too last night i had a full-on full-on gibberish like conversation with yeah. my son with like some spanish and english words thrown in there but wait how's your spanish dad is non-existent yeah but like he's
2: learning spanish because of of his nanny okay yeah
3: yeah oh that's awesome yeah like he speaks it fluently like goes outside and says something about trees and them being (laughs) green and
1: that's amazing yeah
3: it's pretty cool
1: so you can learn from him exactly his
3: dad is learning i'm very impressed with him
1: yeah Yeah. that's amazing so let's talk about the book yeah Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> right? Putting it all out there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, are you, how does it feel to have it out? I mean, I, I think it's, for me, I, I
3: never thought to write a book. Okay. I really, really didn't. I didn't care to write a book. Yeah. Does like, it feel mm-hmm. vulnerable? Yeah, it is. It is vulnerable, but for me, I'm not gonna do anything anymore unless it's necessary. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you do so
2: many things. I'm surprised that you wouldn't say to yourself, "Yes, I could see writing a book because you you have your hand (laughs) in all a a million other things." No,
3: no, this I felt was necessary because it wasn't anything out like it. I was like, "Oh no, no, no! Let let me go write this because women, one, women need to hear about it, and two, it needs to be completely honest, and three, that could be the guap." Yeah, uh huh. Sure. So yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: All good reasons. Were you yes. looking for a book, and you not you at all? A...
3: I wasn't looking for a book, and that's why I'm. I'm completely honest when I say this. I wasn't looking to no. To but were you looking to read about? Yes, yeah. and I could, because I was looking to find that book, and I couldn't find it. I was really frustrated. I went to go visit my doctor. I was like, I don't understand. Like, I didn't have any questions before. She said, No mother ever does. It's uh, every question, and all of her message boxes are filled with what happens after. Yeah. She said someone should write a book about. I go, and that's us. (laughs) There you go. We're writing that book.
1: Yeah. And had your doctor written a book before? No.
3: (laughs) And by the way, she's so funny. We've, like, started, of course, doing press for the book. And she's like, I'm just so nervous. I don't know how to talk to people. I just talk to my patients. I don't like this. Like, she's so funny. so funny. funny. And that's why I wanted to do it with her, because she's so funny and and very to the point. I love her bedside manner. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's funny. We've talked in here before about, or privately more, Jesse and I have talked about, you know when we're when we're having conversations with female musicians, mm-hmm. what is the who are mothers who with female musicians who are mothers like? Do we talk about that because being on tour, going on the road, record the lifestyle of a musician of a touring musician, being a mother is an issue. It's a it's a challenge. It's hard being any working mother. Being <laughs> any working mother exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so since we're having a music podcast, it's right. you know <laughs> working but musicians. We, but we we've sort of tended to stay away from that topic because.
1: Because, it, because it's become a little bit of an annoyance, I think, for a lot of women who have well, children to men? immediately be asked the question about like, well, how do you do it when you have a kid when the men are not usually asked that question?
3: Well, because I'm sorry, but we're just a different level.
0: Yeah. We're different I'm, I mean,
3: I don't mean to be funny, but we're a different level of parenting. Mm-hmm. We really, really are. like the mothers are and I'm not saying that the men are, are non-existent, but mothers are cornerstones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? like and, and men are too, but like we tap into emotion. if it's If it's not for us, like your your emotional stuff is just off. Like think about guys who are raised without their mothers. It's tough. Mm-hmm. They have a really, really tough life. And like when they are raised with them, they know how to treat a lady. They mm-hmm. know how to speak. You know what I mean? My husband and his mom are so close. I dated this guy before him who was a nut job because he had mommy issues. Yeah. And I'm not saying that every guy is like that, you know, and everybody's going to be wired the same because that's not it. That's sure. not what I'm saying at all. Yeah. But I am saying like mothers just carry a different place. Uh-huh. They really, really do. And you, I think that it's important to ask men how they do it too, but they don't do it like us Mm -hmm. right we just we're women we do it better
2: yeah (laughs) so so those will be new challenges to figure out once the record is out and you're going to go out and perform and i mean because probably now you're able to have a schedule that right
3: yeah Yeah. i'm able to take him everywhere i mean he comes with me to australia right now as i'm doing the voice over there but the first two weeks that i was there he wasn't there i was a completely different person i was mean I was really mean. I was missing him. I was in a bad mood. Yeah. I ate way too much. Like, you know what I mean? It really affected me. And now that he's with me, I went to go exercise. And, you know what I mean? It just, he just shifts my energy. He's,
1: and he's just my little world. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, it's great that you wrote this book because, like, it's stuff that you don't think about until you have to, no matter how old you are. Like, we're in our thirties. We haven't had kids yet and I have more anxiety about it now that I remember being in my twenties and sometimes thinking like, Oh, if I got pregnant, like that'd be fun. It'd be like so <laughs> it'd be so fun to have a baby. Like that would be really exciting and I'd figure right, it out. The longer we get the more real. Yeah, and the more I'm like, fuck, like changes. even though now I'm more capable of raising a child because i'm an adult right. and i kind of like know myself better yeah. but the anxiety sets in of like all the real world problems mm-hmm. and like what it does to your body i'm like more in tune with my body now than i used to and so i would yeah. be more concerned about what would happen to my body <laughs> when i have a kid yeah. yeah yeah and
3: i touch on all of that in this right. book,
1: <laughs> and some of
3: that stuff actually threw me for a loop and i remember calling one of my girlfriends and i said you bitch and she said what i said <laughs> You are mean to me. Like, I can't believe you didn't tell me all these things. My stomach is stretched. It's the color of charcoal. I put a mirror down there, and I don't know what she looks like anymore. I don't know who she is. She, meaning my vajayjay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I was like, I don't know how to talk to my husband. I need him to help me. But when he, he does help me, but when he doesn't help me, I lose my mind. She was like, first of all, calm down. Yeah, And she's like, you're going to get through this the same way every other mother figured it out and got through it. And when she said that, I go, oh, OK, so what you doing? Like, it, you know, we went back to talking right. about like just normal stuff. Like she really had to calm me down because I was freaked out. Yeah. Really, were you in the really... process of writing at that time? No. As it was, as a matter of fact, it was maybe later on that week I went to go see Dr. Bickman. And that's when she said that more women have, you know, questions yeah. after. And I was like, we're going right. to write this book.
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> awesome. Thank you for writing it. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, we'll look forward to it yes, one day. Potentially childbearing women. We thank you. It'll be
2: a good gift. I have a lot of baby showers coming up.
1: Yes. Oh, It is the perfect baby shower gift, gift. Nice. It's, <laughs> it'd probably be a fun party activity, right, too. exactly. <laughs> Yo. Ooh, oh, my God. With, like <laughs> with a few drinks, you know. That is, get real. With a few drinks. single ladies can do the drinks. For the not pregnant ones.
2: I Love this. Or no oh, pregnant women have a glass eating. here and there. It's yes. fine. Yeah. yeah. As a matter
3: of fact, it, I I tried. My husband was like, "You're not drinking." This. <laughs> so you stayed totally no oh, drinks. Over. Nothing? Well, I I tried to even sneak it. Yeah. A girlfriend of mine who's very close with my husband. She uh-huh. was like, "She's trying to drink." Wine. <laughs> She sent him a text, and I was like, I can't believe you just ratted on me. She was like, well, oh, you just, you'd live with, it and you, I know you. You feel bad. I was like, you're right. I would feel bad. So she did a good thing. So with my, no sips. No, not even a sip. Wow. So you know, there That's was one specific, really nice, like, glass of Merlot that was just waiting for me at the table. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I was seven and a half months pregnant, and it looked so good with this steak. That
1: mm. nice. mm-hmm. is
0: yeah,
2: that's, some that's dedication. That's, yeah, only yeah. a baby will do that. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: I don't know. I had an Italian friend once though, who's pregnant, and because she's Italian, she s- smokes cigarettes, she drank wine, she drank coffee, she did the whole thing, and her daughter's perfect, and yeah. that like messes with my mind sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's how we were, it. you know. No, it's, yeah. and I
3: yeah, like I know a young lady, and they actually were raised in in Italy. And um, she said that when they were kids, they drank wine. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, for holidays and stuff. I was like, what? She was like, and I'm fine. And she's brilliant. Brilliant. Do you
2: talk about your philosophy on that in the book, or is it really post-baby? It's just
3: post-baby. yeah. Yeah, it's just post-baby. No, there's enough of that in every other baby book in the world. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this one wasn't done yes. right this exactly one, was the one i wanted to do but
1: all of that like mm, i'm cool i'll figure yeah. it out right can yeah. you say the full title of the book i wonder if you pronounce the word if you say the word <laughs>
3: absolutely whoa baby a guide for new moms who feel overwhelmed and freaked out and wonder what the fuck just happened
1: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> on shelves well, now <laughs> <laughs> awesome um all right kelly thank you so much thank this you so awesome thank and you. we're so excited for the new album thank you and i also feel like we should mention that joey our sound engineer here said that you you had one of the best episodes of cribs ever oh while well, we're I all naming our personal cribs. favorites
3: i don't even remember cribs <laughs> but thank you well, joey said
2: Every it was great about what a different era that was yeah, yes. yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah well there you go anyway very you so much all right, thank all right. You, kelly. thanks kelly thanks when i uh